It's Tuesday, August 25th. I'm Stephen Fee, and this is an encore episode of The Pen Pod, a podcast from Pen America. On this edition, Booker Prize-winning author Bernadine Evaristo on the magic of writing and the emergence of characters at this unique moment. That's ahead on this encore edition of The Pen Pod. While we're on hiatus until after Labor Day, we're taking this opportunity to re-up some of our most popular interviews. Here's our conversation from April 15th with Bernadine Evaristo. British writer Bernadine Evaristo gained even more international acclaim last fall when she was awarded the Booker Prize for her work, Girl, Woman, Other. It's her eighth book, and the text flows more like poetry than prose. She herself has called it fusion fiction. And Bernadine Evaristo joins me now. Hi, Bernie. Hi. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Good to talk to you. Yeah. So where are you right now during this uh, sort of lockdown moment? Yeah, I'm in my study in West London um, in the UK. And are you able to work right now? Are you do you have writing projects that you're able to focus on or are you finding it impossible? Yeah, I've always got uh, lots and lots of things on the go. Um, So it's interesting because actually I have an 86 year old mother and I have to go and um, look after her twice a week. So I, I, so I don't really have a sort of full, um, you know, a full week to sort of get into things. But um, it's, it's surreal. And I'm sure this is what everybody's saying. It's so surreal to sort of, um, you know, I travel across London to see her. She, I live in West London. She lives in South East London. And it's so surreal to know almost exactly how long it's going to take me to get there. Because anybody who knows London knows that London's an incredibly busy city. And you just mm-hmm. sit in traffic for ages. But, but <laughs> the streets are almost empty. And, wow. uh, you know, the, the journey, I hardly stop. Uh, so, so it's weird. And then, and also the sort of experience of being at home and knowing that everything's cancelled pretty much, you know, I should be touring now. I should be touring for the next few months. It's all cancelled and we're all in the same boat, so to speak. Um, and I'm just getting through my admin at the moment, in fact. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Good time to focus on the, on the paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you uh, about your your book and and your book tour in just a moment. Um, but I, I want to talk I want to talk briefly about what you said to Vanity Fair about about the text about Girl, Woman, Other. Um, you said you wanted to create as many Black British female protagonists as you could get away with. Um, tell me more about how you approached writing this book. Uh, yes, so so that was the plan, um, and I ended up with twelve uh, primarily Black British women. Um, I I began with one character who is a uh, Um, a woman of Nigerian parentage, born and raised in London, who is a banker. And um, she comes from a working class family. She goes to Oxford, um, obviously becomes hugely successful in her career. And and then through her, her mother emerged through her childhood narrative. And then I, I moved on to her mother and also gave her mother her own section, because just to backtrack a bit, each character has their own chapter in the book. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's not a book of short stories. It's a novel. It's a cohesive novel, but they all have their own sections and then they're all kind of interconnected. I began with Carol and then Bumi emerged. And also through Carol, her childhood friend Letitia emerged. And then uh, through Carol, Shirley emerges, who is one of her school teachers. And so it kind of grew organically until at the end I had all these 12 figures and um, was able to tell all kinds of stories about their lives. 
Yeah. And, and I mean, that sort of connectedness and that that organic growth of, of the development of these characters, uh, you know, is that is that routine for your process? Is that is that how these characters tend to emerge in your work or was this unique? Uh, I think each book is unique because I'm also quite experimental um, in terms of how I write. So each book has its own form. Um, some books I begin with a stronger sense of where it's going than others. Some books I begin and I kind of know what the ending will be, but I don't know how I'm going to get there. With this book, it was incredibly organic. And I would say that is probably true to my style. I start writing and then the story emerges through the act of writing. The characters start to come alive. And in a sense, those characters start to speak to me and tell me what they're going to do and where they're going to go. Um, and that, for me, is the magic of writing, in fact. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a plot-driven writer, even though if you were to look at Girl, Woman, Other, you would say it's full of multiple plots. But actually, mm -hmm. it's a character-driven novel. And that's what I'm really interested in. So it's really about how do I bring these characters alive whichever book I'm writing and um how do I make it interesting for the reader and do you feel that I mean a lot of people say that they're turning to literature right now that they're looking to books they're looking to uh, particularly um uh, uh, literature and fiction to sort of have a degree of connectedness that they've they're losing right now or they feel they, they don't have do you do you do you feel the same way uh, I think that's definitely what fiction does, you know, for sure, and poetry and and books, basically, you know, books are very, you know, good book. A good book is incredibly engrossing, and you can lose yourself in it and be transported to somewhere else, and also just connect at a deeper level with humanity, um, especially I would say perhaps with fiction. Uh, so I do think that it's it's interesting that we're in this moment where people are turning to books, and I find that very hopeful. For myself, I. Um, I haven't really, because I, because my my sort of experience of being sort of semi in semi isolation is is um, truncated. I haven't really been able to dig deep to mm. get into some reading yet, but I hope to in the weeks to come. And it's certainly that's I I find reading almost like meditation. You know, for many years um, when the you know I got when I got my first Apple computer actually you know which was so huge 24 inch screen and <laughs> you know so sexy and glorious and colors and everything and right. great internet connection and the first thing I did every morning was to go on there and you know scroll scan as we do social media the news and so on and so forth and then um, at some point I realized I'd lost something and actually, when I begin the day reading a book, before I look at the news, before I check my Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or all those things, um, I find it, it sort of settles me and I find it incredibly peaceful and enriching in a way that nothing else can produce that result, I think, for me. Yeah. Oh, that sounds very good. I mean, you sound like you have a good sort of mental place right now for you for you to be in. Yeah. Um, I I want to ask just to, just to just to finalize here. Um, obviously, your book tour had to get curtailed mm. because of all of this. How is this crisis affecting you, um, but also the the bigger industry and writers at large? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, how is it affecting the world? You know, it's so right. it's so uh, unprecedented. Um, I think. Everybody's suffering. Everybody mm -hmm. is suffering, apart from perhaps the supermarkets or the toilet paper manufacturers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the, the industry, because everything has stopped and the shops have closed, um, I think, you know, I just hope that we survive it. Let's put it that way. I'm a very positive thinker. So I hope that whatever happens to the publishing industry, we survive it and continue 
to thrive, you know, once, um, you know, the coronavirus um, epidemic, uh, pandemic has passed. I think for writers, it's, um, you know, for, especially for writers publishing at the moment, it's very distressing for them because yeah. suddenly all the sort of things that have been at their disposal in order to promote a book have mostly gone. Um, I think, but, but, but as we said, you know, people are reading books and of course we have online retail now in a way that's uh, just incredible. So I think, I hope, I think and hope that people are going to continue to buy books and support writers and the industry that way, but not just to support them. It's not a philanthropic gesture, actually to, to perhaps discover if they've left books behind or rediscover the joy of reading for my own career, you know, I won the booker in October, my book, um, Girl Woman Other was published in May last year. So I've had a really good run. Um, mm-hmm. I've had the kind of dream run that any writer could ever hope for. So I, I feel very grateful that all of this has happened before uh, everything shut down. Uh, but everything has shut down. You know, I should be touring f- f- from, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago right through to the middle of next year. And I don't know what's going to happen with all those tours um but you know we have the internet so we can keep in touch with each other in this in this way well i like your your optimism i i'm, I'm with you on the positive thinking uh, yeah. i think we could all use it um bernardine Evaristo's author of eight books including the man booker winning girl woman other thank you so so much thank you very much indeed Thanks for tuning in to this Encore episode of The Pen Pod. We'll be back with new episodes September 8th. I'm Stephen Fee for Pen America. This is The Pen Pod. See you then. <laughs>